Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy, guys. Today is April 27, 2021. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy and MNPC does conduct Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who are here, if you want to ask any question, you press raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name to ask the question. For those people who are in the um, listening to the, in the podcast, you can check our timings at rnlogger.com. Go ahead, Sindhu. Tanvi. Yeah, hi. Uh, I have been... Picked uh, in the uh, uh, latest draw in the master's category. I do have mm-hmm. a master's degree, but from Mumbai University. Do I qualify for? No, you do not I qualify. Yeah. Right, is there anything I'm required to do? Do I have to withdraw my? Uh, you have to withdraw that application. That's a wrongly filed application, wrongly selected application. So the employer who did it for me has to do some. Some exercise yes. like go online and yes, 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 yeah, yes, to withdraw the application, ma'am. All okay? right, thank you so much. You can't much. proceed with that application. Let's go to the uh, next caller, guys. We need. Uh, <clears throat> Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I have a question uh, with regard regard to my H one B. So I have a H one B through uh, company A, um, and now. Uh, while I'm working for company A, there's another company uh, B, which would like uh, me to be on their advisory board and also give me advisory shares as well as uh, advertise the relationship uh, with me on their company website. So both company A and company B are for-profit companies. Uh, I was wondering if, um, you know, if there, if there is any... Uh, contravention or if there is am i breaking any h1b rules if, if so I you are you are getting you, so by giving advices to them mm-hmm. uh, is it a non it's a for profit organization and you're getting benefits from it so you need to have a board permit to do it if you want to do it you have to have them file a concurrently file h1b application based on that you can work for both the companies otherwise you can't okay thank you uh, go ahead with the next caller, Sindhu. Okay. Uh, Adya. Uh-huh. Hi, Rahul. Uh, my name is Gopi. Uh, thanks for taking up my call. Uh, in October 2020, uh, I applied adjustment of status with my previous employer, EB2 mm-hmm. to EB3 downgrade. Uh, priority mm-hmm. date is August 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Jan 20th, like close to three months, uh, three months and one week, we got 485, 131, 765 receipts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 140 was rejected in Feb 4th. We got to know about it very late, like on March 25th is when I got to know. Uh, same thing with my employer and attorney. Uh, the reason mm-hmm. was insufficient funds. 
uh, Matter was saying that you know the blank checks that they sent was only valid for three months, and it's beyond three months. That's why that it got. But my four eighty five one thirty one seven sixty was not rejected, nor my checks were uh, uh, returned back or cashed. Yeah. So, what are my next steps? If the I one forty is not there, your practice is not current, though. I'm very right. surprised if the reason uh, not sufficient funds is different than that of the check, though. I would like to. Is was the check given by the company or was it given by the uh, employer? Though? In my case, the attorney has given it, uh, and they said that they gave a banker's check and it's only valid for ninety days. So since they why would they give bankers? Money, why would they give bankers check? Then normally, what about your checks? Did you give the checks my, or did they give the checks? my checks i only give like 485 i only give the checks mm. and i need they to look fine. into the details i need to look into the details how they gave the check because that looks very suspicious right now the entire 485 is out because the basis for the 485 was the i140 your previous right. i140 the prior date is not correct so if the prior right. date is not correct your 485 so right now your 485 has no meaning right okay so so you were saying they will refiling yeah. one protran saying that uh, since they processed after 3 months that's the reason that 140 got rejected they would like they to should use try. a non protran they should try they should try okay. they should try but i would do one thing don't count on the ead don't count on anything try to mm -hmm. refile the entire application one more time okay when the prior date so, becomes currently do you want me to wait till october or can i refile it now on the non protran no wait right now Let's go ahead and file with the non-protank argument of the I-140. Okay. But in October, I want you to refile the entire application. Oh, sure. Next Thanks. question, please. Aitya. Thank you very much, uh, Rahul ji. Uh, so my question is: My five-year L-1B max out date is twentieth April, twenty twenty-two, and the green card process was initiated in September twenty twenty under EB two category. Mm -hmm. now my company is assessing if i qualify for eb1c filing if the firm mm -hmm. thinks the case is not strong enough to move to eb1c alternatively can the firm file for status change from l1b to l1a and i stay in eb2 considering i'm a manager in us and had specialized skills outside of us so first thing is that don't stop the eb2 okay no matter what okay second thing is yeah they can uh, they can uh, i mean obviously you can try for eb1c mm -hmm. but i do not want to count on eb1c and file a 485 application though mm -hmm. because i do doubt these kind of things are very doubtful whether or not the eb1c will be approved or not you can do alternative one thing is that right i want you to file a l1b to l1a conversion right now hmm. that will be the testing grounds instead of waiting until uh, uh, until april of 2022 i would file a conversion immediately okay because company so, is not given that option right now they are assessing directly eb1c so alternatively i can push so, the company to file so what about EB1. the eb What about the EB two, that advertisement, that thing that was going on? So that is, is nothing going on. That is continuing. So they are not, the going, to stop, they're not going to stop that. They are not going to stop that. No, they are not going to stop. Okay, good. So now they are accessing the EB one C. They are telling that they are going to file an EB one C. They are assessing. They are going to 
assessing. Okay, so question me is, what is your question now? So my question is, if that assessment comes like, no, it cannot get processed under EB1C, still can the company move me from L1B to L1A? They can, but if they have determined that you're not eligible for EB1C, mm -hmm. most probably 90% of the time your L1A will be rejected. Oh, okay. So it goes hand in hand, is it? It's kind of very similar. Okay. There's, there's very slight changes that are there. Okay. Okay. okay? All right. Okay. But you know, you. you're at, you're at their mercy. There is nothing you can do right now. Correct. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you. Next very much. person, please. Karthik. Hi, Rahul. Yes, Karthik. Yeah, I have a question. Um, my parents, uh, my dad's name on my birth certificate had a one letter missing. I just noticed that. Is that a big deal to get it corrected? Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Uh, um, not a big deal. There, there are sometimes it may become a big deal at the time when you are a U.S. citizen, you're filing for your father. Hey, your birth certificate A is missing. Is your dad? And I have a Brahmastra. If I leave it, everybody will be flat and they will approve your dad's green card. Though I'm not worried about your green card. Your green card will not have a problem. At the dad's green card time, it may become a problem. I have a Brahmastra. And you know the meaning yeah. of Brahmastra. You yes. leave it, you're successful. I'll tell you the secret of the Brahmastra. It's called a DNA. <laughs> you shoot with them, they'll be flat. So anyway, so now just because your one name, one letter is missing for your dad, it's not a problem. Okay. Uh, another question. Uh, so I uh, moved to a different employer last year, but then I still had a chance to go back to my old employer. I did not mm -hmm. do that last October. Um, mm -hmm. And I started the perm processing here since there's a quite number of delays. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how much uh, risk is to go back to my previous employer since I left them two years ago. Uh, and uh, the uh, is there a uh, financial ability that they have to prove since the time they filed the labor uh, from the day till now? And uh, that is that yeah, a risk? The financial, go back? Financial, finan uh, financial ability normally. 99% of the time is not questioned unless you go for the downgrade application. Okay. If you're just going for a regular application, that's not there. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, is there a risk? There's always a 1% risk though. Okay. There's always less than I would say 1%. But if it's a downgrade, it's not from the time they file the application to right now. Yeah, technically you're right. But then guess what? Until 2019, you're working for the company. So when yeah. you're working for the company, you're getting the salary. So let's say the prevailing wage is $80,000. You're getting $80,000. That's been resolved. So the yes. only question is the time period that you did not work, do they have the capacity to pay the salary? That's where comes the problem. Yeah, it may okay. be questioned. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Next person, please. Anusha? Hi, Rahul. Okay, may... I am on my yeah, Anusha, H1. Yeah, before I... Yeah, before I... It may be worth for you to evaluate all these things before you hit September, though. I mean, look into the income tax returns if the employer is cooperative, look into your prevailing wage to see how many other things. Try to evaluate it right now itself, because once you hit the September, everybody is busy. They are busy. Lawyers, good lawyers are busy. This is the right time for you to investigate, try to study if it's worth for you to go back to the old company. Sorry, sorry, ma'am. I interrupted you. Go ahead. 
Thank you. Uh, I'm on my H1B and can I be on the advisory board for a for-profit company located in India where my family members have stake in the in the tech startup, but I will not be get, getting any compensation or stock percentage? We consider the rule of but. But means where your but sit, the law is applicable. So if you're sitting in United States and you are advising a company outside the country, Okay, that is considered that you're working for the company. Whether you're getting okay. paid or not paid, it's considered as working for the company. Um, it is not allowed because you don't have a work permit to work for the Indian company here. Okay, not in any role, any possible role. No, you cannot work in any working role in Indian company, especially when you are putting on the website, that becomes a very good attraction for the USCIS to dig into. Eh, 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 why are you working for that company? Well, it's in India. No, that doesn't work. Rule of butt works. So you're out. Your 485 will be in trouble. So no, not advisable. Awesome. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Tanugar. Hi, uh, Rahul. Uh, actually, uh, I wanted to ask, my husband is in India and he got stuck. He's on L1A. Mm -hmm. So in case companies not generating his payroll in US, uh, so his L1 status won't be valid. In that case, for how many days I can stay in US? He's just L2. visit. He's just visiting India right now. Mm -hmm. um, so technically, I mean, I don't expect people to pay money when they are vacationing in India. Definitely not. I mean, I wish if that company is like that, tell me, I'll go join that company um, if there is a position there. So there is nothing wrong. Now the question is, how long is your husband going to stay there? Is he going so, to stay there for a long? Uh, right now, he got his uh, visa stamping date for September. So he's stuck there for like five months. Under normal conditions, though, I would say there are some problems with it, where I would say that maybe you're not allowed to stay here, but this is not normal circumstances. The sky mm -hmm. fell down. Really, this time, sky fell down. Who expected it? When the sky mm -hmm. fell down, we, we will be able to justify the job is there. He is there. He just went there. He got stuck there. I, at this point of time, don't see any problem in you staying in this country. And if you are working in this country on L2 EAD, I don't see any problem in it. No, I'm not the working on L2 EAD. If you're staying, if you're staying in the country, it's not a problem. I don't okay. see that as a problem. So even if it's uh, like he won't be working, uh, he won't be getting. You US told me payroll? that. You told me. You already told me that. You okay, told so me I that. Can yeah, for five months. I don't see that as a problem, especially in the pandemic times. Thank you. Thank you so much. And the last question, and I'm doing master's from here, so I can continue doing my master's as well. It won't be, I my don't see, status I, won't be invalid. Uh, no, ma'am. I don't see that as a problem. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Hi. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Thanks, Rahul. Uh, my wife is currently uh, working on H4 EAD, and that is valid till uh, end of this year. We have filed our uh, H-1B uh, through a different employer that is got picked in lottery. We would like to mm -hmm. proceed with the consular process. Let's say if it is Why? approved in the Why? Why? <laughs> okay. uh, she's on maternity right now, so she would be taking some time off. So for that reason, we would like to proceed with the consular process. And uh, let's say if it is approved in the consular process, and if she go back to India and come back, does it automatically change to H-1 or can, we, can she stay on H-4? She has to, if it is a consular processing though, she has to mm -hmm. go there and get the visa stamping to become a H-1B. It doesn't automatically become H-1B. 
Okay, if she want to renew H four, it's her choice, right? She can renew. She can H4. renew the H four, but technically, she is not counted towards the H one B if she has done the consular processing. So I don't know what good that H one B is doing for you. It just as like a backup option. But it's not what backup option. It's not counted towards the H one B number, and she's going to extend the H four. What good is it? Yeah, and in case, in case, if something like you know. Problem with my H one, just keeping that as a backup for her. Yeah, but that's not a backup. It's not technically to be counted towards the H one B number. One must have an I ninety four valid with it, H one B, or one must go for H one B stamping. If she is not doing either of those things, the only benefit that I see it's doing is to the immigration people because you're paying somebody is paying the filing fees and the lawyers like us. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I have one other question regarding my status. Sure. Um, okay. I have an I approved I one forty with company A, and uh, currently I'm working for company B, but both are under same management. Uh, my H one B is with company B right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say like uh, if the the filing dates comes in favor, can company A mm -hmm. file my four eighty five while I have H one B with company B? Absolutely, they can. So you don't, don't have to be technically working. You don't have to be technically working with the same company that filed the four eighty five application. You don't have to. There's no rule that says that you have to be working with the same company. Okay. So, do they ask any pay stubs or anything like that while they are filing four eighty five? Yeah, they may sometimes. But if you show the pay stubs from the company that doesn't have a H one B, so a company A has I one forty or company B has an I one forty. Company A has I one forty, but I am working for company, company B. B. A, yeah, yeah. If they show, they will. You will have to show the pay stubs from company B, not company A. Okay, I can continue my H one on company B, but uh, company A can yeah. file my. Yeah, and if, you, if yeah, if by any chance you show the company A's pay stubs mm -hmm. until you get an EAD, that's a violation of status. They will cancel. They won't give you the green card. Okay, and okay, I got you. Okay, next sense. person, please. Because you don't have a H one B with company A, you can't have a pay stubs with that company. Yeah, thank you. Hi Rahul. Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm currently. I did my master's here in USA, and my STEM one STEM OPT got done in February. Mm -hmm. And I joined a CPT college. So mm -hmm. uh, my H1B got picked last year, mm -hmm. and I got an RFE uh, in mm -hmm. October, and they sent mm -hmm. a document to it in December. Mm -hmm. And while it was in Processing, uh, my H one B got picked in lottery this year, so we wanted to withdraw my old application last year. Why can't you do premium processing of the old one? Why were you waiting all these years? So what lost, purpose did you achieve? Uh, so I lost my job back then. So at that point okay. of time, I didn't know whether to. If keep they it. lost the job, how did the company respond to the RFE? Uh, they sent like. Pay stubs of a month before. No, withdraw it. I mean, that's wrong. That's a so fraudulent activity. The company, the fraudulent thing, the company did it when they are asking for the project. Though they are showing that the project is there, that's a fraudulent activity. You should withdraw that H one B. Period. Yeah, yeah. So while they were sending the RFE, I lost my project. But is it uh, while before sending or after sending? Uh, after like. Before sending the RFE, I lost my job, but my H one B got. 
Yeah. Anyway, withdraw. Withdraw that. You can withdraw the previous H one B. Nothing wrong with it. No, no, no. Uh, my H one B got approved on April fifteenth. On April thirteenth, they sent the documents to withdraw. Oh, you did not tell me that H one B is approved though. Yeah. So the thing is, H one B got approved and they sent hey, the document two days yeah. before. I would recommend that you contact a lawyer though, because you got kicked out of the civil system right now. Yeah. Did you got the change of status approved? Currently, I'm on. H- I'm sorry. Currently, like I think I'm on H one B, but we already sent the withdrawal documents. No. Did you did you got the change of status with the I ninety four approved? Uh, I don't think so. Well, do you know if your H one B approval had an I ninety four at the bottom? I do not know, but my service got terminated. That's well, for then, sure. Well, first you need to know whether you got the I ninety four attached with it, and you should consult a lawyer immediately. Okay, okay, okay. Then, next person, please. And Rahul, please. one question: uh, Is there anything I can do to keep my service status? Or... I need to look into the H one B approval, and you have no clue how your H one B approval looks like. Okay, thanks, Rahul. Receive. Yeah, hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have uh, both my H four and H four EADs expired. in uh, february mm-hmm. so i have applied it and i've completed the biometrics now for some emergency i want to travel to india so would mm-hmm. i be able to travel is that h4 an extension or was it a transfer to the h4 application you said it's extension but i want to double confirm it yes it is h4 extension h4 yeah. and h4 ead yeah but yeah you can travel ma'am i don't see as a problem and the ead will be adjudicated accordingly okay so the uh, the ead pro uh, application will not be terminated right it will not no expire. it will not be terminated it will not okay. be terminated you may have you might have seen on the things on the internet saying that it will be terminated it will be terminated yeah. if it was a change of status and you told me two times it was an extension of status so it will not be terminated Okay, yeah, okay. it's an extension of status. And one quick thing, so like, uh, how long do you think I can stay in India? Like, since it's an emergency. Well, emergency means only couple of days, I guess. That's your emergency now. Um, you can stay how long, however long you want to. I mean, there's no restriction. You're an H four. Okay. Okay. Means like even if I'm not here, the EAD will still be approved, right? Adjudicated should be adjudicated. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, my question is: uh, I have a one forty with Company A, uh, and I moved. Uh, the priority date is two thousand seven July, and I moved to Company B a couple of years back. Right? If the date becomes current, right, and my current employee B is in the process of filing the firm, but mm-hmm. if at all uh, uh, the the date becomes current, am I eligible to file H one extension based on the earlier one forty? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. A lot of people are getting confused with this question that a if the priority date becomes current, you can't file the H one B extension. That is only in one scenario. It is right in ninety nine percent of the time. Ninety nine scenarios, it's wrong though. If you are working for the same company and they will ask the question. Why are you filing a H one B extension? Why can't you file a four eight application? In your case, you are not working for the same company. You can file the extension, even if people are working for the same company. Though 
there still are so many exceptions saying that that position is different, this position is different, I'm going to file the H-1B extension. So there are many exceptions. In your case, you have no problem in extending the H-1B. Yeah, thank you. And I have a follow-up question. So when I you need to also, I have... you need to You need to work on your green card, buddy, because you don't want to be keep coming to this one for the next 10 years. Yeah, I know it's 2011, July, it's pretty close, but uh, yeah, that's why I have a follow-up question. It is right? not pretty close. I think so. According to me, I may go wrong 99% of the time. It will be current on October 1st. Uh, uh, hopefully, I will... Go with your question. Your, yeah, the question Good is, right, so when I said I have a 140 with company A, uh, mm -hmm. so they changed the name to company C, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. of an acquisition. And they mm -hmm. did file my second 140 as well in 2018, and that got approved, right? But when I moved to company B, so the the, the lateral 140 was withdrawn, right? So if I want to go back again to company C, right, they can again C. file a yeah. Absolutely, they can file an I-140 again. Okay. And, and, and go uh, for the adjustment of status. And this is the right time for you to negotiate. Okay, so I should be able to go back to them and they can again file the 140 and also... Without filing the perm. Without filing the perm. That's a key word. Yeah. Without yeah, filing the perm. the EAA number is same. Yeah, they have the same EAA number. They just changed the name of the company. Yeah. They already got the amendment approved. It doesn't matter what it is. You're fine. So they are going to just repeat the same thing again, file one more. If I were you, I would put this Zoom call off right now. I will call my old employer. I will say, I am coming back, buddy. Please give me a salary break of 50% less. I'm coming back. That's what I would do if I will. But anyway, that's up to you. If you don't want to do it, you'll be keep coming here for the next 10 years. Next person, please. Thank you. Akina. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, hi, Rahul. So uh, my previous employer uh, applied for my 40 minutes. And, uh, Your previous? Biometrics mm -hmm. uh, done. That's my, you know, I, I can't hear you properly. I only heard your previous employer file for the 482 application. Uh, that's correct. Back in October. And uh, my biometrics okay. is completed. And I also got EADN mm -hmm. 131. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so at the moment, I mean, the previous employer only has 10 employees. And I don't think he has a good revenue to support me. Mm -hmm. If he hits with an RFE on 140, the ability to mm -hmm. pay RFE. Mm -hmm. So what is the... That you can suggest me whether like going do back the to premium processing, get the result faster. There's no re reason for you to be in limbo whether or not you're going to get the approval or not. And and in case if we if you get hit with the ability to pay RFE, do you suggest me go back and work with him on EAD? That, that won't be enough fee? though. That won't be enough though. The reason is that ability to pay is since the time the priority date has been established. Assuming that the priority date is 2011, let's assume that you left in 2018, okay? Most probably the ability, to, most probably, not 100%, 99% of the time, ability to pay from 2011 to 2018 will be fine. You know why? Because you have been working. Let's say the prevailing wage is $70,000. You're making $80,000. You're good. If the prevailing wage is $80,000, you're making $70,000. The $10,000, they have the profit. You left in 2018, is it right? From 2018 to 2021, you did not work for the company. That means, how are they going to show the $80,000 ability to pay? They have to show in the profit. Guess what? They might have filed for four more people 
So that's $80,000 into four is uh, $320,000. I may be wrong in my calculation, guys. So that's where the problem, if you join in 2021, that'll be from May of 2021. What about 2018 January to 2021? You still have a chance of denial. So you going and joining back by itself is automatically not going to approve. I see, sir. There are other factors to be looked into. But I, I don't okay. want to live in this limbo thing. I want to get my I-140 approval. If it's not approved, that's fine. I'm going to look into the alternative thing. And this is okay. what we call uh, as, uh, you know, in Telugu, we call, that's where you are right now. Let's go to the okay. next call. Okay. Thank you. Maybe. Uh, I, Rahul, uh, yes, I just want to know if I raise a FOIA for 140, will the document will have the status whether it is active or not? Yes, it does. It tells us when it's been withdrawn. It will also give us the I labor certification approval copy too. It will tell us when it's been withdrawn, if it's been withdrawn. Okay, but a regular regular I-140 document, what we see, does not have a status whether it is active or not. No, it does not. Even if you go online, you can't trust it. That's the reason everybody, if you have an I-140 approval, guys, just do the freedom of information after six months. It's better for you to have it, okay? Go ahead, okay. do it. It's free, the- it's online, and it's uh, if you come tomorrow's meeting, we'll give you the link of that if you don't have it. Okay, so that means I will not just get a 140 document, but I'll be getting a whole set of documents. Absolutely, you're right. And it will tell us whether or not the I-140 has been withdrawn. If it's been withdrawn, when it's been withdrawn, it will give a clear idea to the lawyer to proceed. You need to have it. it. And it's free. It's online. It takes 10 minutes for you to fill it out. It takes three weeks for you to get it. Everybody should do it. Okay, great. I have one more question. Like, uh, I got a uh, fingerprint notice for my application. So does it mean that 140 is active? What do you mean fingerprint notice? Did your employer not file your 485 application? Yes, they filed 485 application. Why would why would they file a 485 application if the I-140 is not active? The reason is uh, they sent a letter saying that please withdraw this application after yeah. five years of leaving the company. But did they not file one more I-140 application when you filed the 482 application? No. Oh, come not on. Come on. So now now my... you're coming up. No, just because you got an EAD, just because you got an EAD or biometric doesn't mean that your I-140 is safe. I want you to go back and check whether the I-140 is safe or not. What were you doing? Six months. You should have filed a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I I submitted, but they, they missed out to submit the forms. Okay. That. Okay. <laughs> Next caller, please. Thank you. Uh, hi, hi, sir. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I have two questions. One uh, is about travel. Like, um, I have. I'm currently working on H1. Uh, uh, currently working with an employer with who has H1 active until end of this year. And mm-hmm. my previous employer applied uh, 485 in October last year. Mm-hmm. So I have a travel plan in uh, August to India. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming I'll get my uh, advance parole or EAD card uh, by that time. And mm-hmm. my question is, if I go stuck in India on H1 and could not come back before end of this year, and can I use uh, advance parole card of my previous employer to come back? 
you have your i140 approval is right no well why don't you do the premium processing of the i140 uh, he i mean i have to uh, go and work under their payroll to get it uh, uh, on premium i normally i normally do not like to use an advanced parole without an i140 approval and okay. if the company is demanding you to go and work and they have been such favor for you that you file the labor certification you file you they filed an i140 without you working they filed an adjustment of status and now you are working for this company that didn't file the labor i'm waiting for the id card uh, it yeah no, it, i'm waiting for the id card yeah it looks it, it reminds me that the chicken that we used to feed and the, it used to lay the hens and the next door neighbor <laughs> So, okay no, actually, so I yeah when you, you're saying that yeah. uh, so, i'm ready yeah, to go so, yeah i want you to do one thing once when you get an advance parole you get an ead so you mm-hmm. join the company and get the premium processing approved okay okay but technically can somebody can uh, somebody like me travel when uh, you can a... my mm-hmm. only problem is if by any chance ability to pay or some issue comes in the i140 okay. approval gets denied then you they have ability to pay in very good uh, shape they are good yeah what if they withdraw it if you don't come in remember you are the chicken who is eating my my feed and laying the hens uh, eggs somewhere else i don't i would like to withdraw it so for yeah. all reasons you either go join or get the i140 approval that's so yeah, technically of, technically technically you can come back follow up question rahul uh, my priority date is uh, july 2012 eb2 mm-hmm. and eb3 mm-hmm. like which is applied so what if i have become current with my current employer itself without changing them uh, can i again file another 485 do you think that is a good idea what would you do if you I, were I, i i that's a good question i won't answer you i would not like to file one more 485 okay because you will be in a role going from here there here there it's going to be los angeles thing and then which you never get to the end of the story though except that you're spending all this money and for it for application to lawyers i would not do if i were you i will take so the better use, last uh, better use employer uh, previous employer's eb to 140 only yeah just settle down there yeah you you can use his he can use his eb2 to do the interfiling okay. okay thanks you can use his eb2 for interfiling thanks uh, that helps uh, 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 next and last caller please sirish bulakali hi rahul uh thank you for the time um my priority date is uh, jan 2011 and which will be current in uh, may under eb3 category mm-hmm. uh, right now i had applied for the perm uh, with the new employer and it's in process when, of getting approved when did you apply uh, it was in october 2020 wow you are very close okay did so you applied in eb did you applied in eb3 or eb2 the perm is uh, l4 category they um so that's not the intent was to l l4 is not the category though uh, what is the position required does it require master's degree or bachelor's plus 5 uh, it requires mass master's degree okay so that's eb2 okay eb2 slash eb3 okay yes. eb2 is Literally. always eb3 eb2 is always eb3 okay okay so they file it as if they are going to file it in eb2 okay so got it my question what would rahul do so my eb3 is current now once the perm is approved um would i go and file it in eb3 or eb2 wait for the eb2 dates to current i will file in eb3 
I don't know, even irrespective of what the State Department says, irrespective of what Rahul says is the wrong predictor, the Pratt date keeps moving up. I will take the first opportunity to go into 485 application. I will take the first opportunity to go into the 485 application. There are some times though, what you could do is, you can keep on judging on, sometimes, you know, it's, it's maybe, is that, okay, in April, in May, you can file, is it right? Yes. You can wait until the end of the May to see if you can file in June. Perfect, yes. And then so and so forth, you can do it. It's up to you if you want to do it. Okay. And for in this process, uh, do you recommend to go perm uh, to be uh, like a premium process? I-140? Sorry, I-140, my bad. Yes. If you're filing I-140 with 485, the answer is always no. If you're okay. adding I-140 and 485, the answer is always no, because they get confused and throw the application out. And if the answer, if the thing is that once you file a 485, once you file an I-140, you get the receipt notice. You don't have any teenage kids. 99% no. of the time, the answer is go for the premium process. Okay. So um, okay. to summarize up, uh, once, uh, once May comes in, once the permits are approved, go for I-140 premium process and file it in EB3. No. No, 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 no. I didn't say premium processing. Because if the priority date is current, though, you're going to file the 485 applications, right? Yes. So then if you file a 485 application, never do premium processing. Oh, okay. For I-140. No. Yeah. Right. Okay. Once you get the receipt notice, you do premium processing. Oh, okay. After receiving the receipt notice, then only file. You do the um, Make it as process. a pre Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay. Thank you guys uh, for coming in. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 4.30. Don't forget that we do have a YouTube and uh, Facebook session at 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock. It's one hour straight. We have we answer questions. Uh, me and Emily Newman, we both answer questions from 5 to 6. Facebook and YouTube, we are there uh, for a whole one hour. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.